Hey, I'm Brett Larkin, and welcome to the Yoga Hacks podcast, where we make yoga so much more than just something we do on a mat. We're talking hacky ways to stretch and feel good in our daily lives, using yoga philosophy to solve everyday problems. Ultimately, this is about you wanting to live your best life and feel amazing in your body using yoga and meditation as a tool. It's time to get creative, time to have fun, and remember, you can always be stretching, you can always be centered, you can always feel great in your body. Let's jump in to this week's episode. Hello, my yoga friends. In this episode of the Yoga Hacks podcast, I'm actually going to share with you an interview that was done of me, so me being interviewed, by someone named Carl Helvey, who's a super nice guy and has his own website that is about, he interviews all kinds of health experts, actually. And he did an interview with me where we focused completely on meditation. So if you are looking to meditate, looking for some meditation tips, wanting to know what my personal meditation practice looks like, you definitely want to keep listening. And one thing I wanted to share with you about this interview before we just dive into it and I share it with you is something I thought was interesting that Carl kept asking me, he kept asking me, do you advocate this or do you advocate that? And you'll hear it in the interview that he, he asked us a couple times. And I think it's an interesting thing that he does and we all do, right? Where we look at other people and we kind of say, hey, what do you... What do you stand for, which is good, but do you advocate that I do this or do you advocate that I do that? Do you stand behind this methodology or this philosophy or, you know, X or Y? And something I just wanted to continually remind and share, because I really think this is the core of my message and everything I want to share with people is that what I advocate doesn't matter, right? What matters is you finding out what works for you and you becoming your own advocate right? So that you're, if you're in any class, in any situation, being taught by any teacher, you know how to modify your practice, modify your meditation, do what you need to do so that you can look after you, whether that means modifying a pose or take care of you, meaning doing a meditation or something else that is going to serve you. You know the tools that work for you because at the end of the day, you can listen to hundreds of experts talk about thousands of tools, but you need to find the ones that work for you. And the ones that work for me might not be the ones that work for you. And you need to be constantly active and engaged in wanting to discover and explore what works for you. And the good news is that you can look at this as a big chore, that would be the bad news, or yes, the good news is that you could see this as a huge journey, a huge, exciting exploration, a huge opportunity to get to know yourself better, or I think of it almost like dating again, right? Like find and try all these styles, but look through them only through the lens of what is going to work for you. So there is no answer The only answer is finding what works for you. And with that being said, let's jump into my interview and I hope you guys enjoy it. I welcome you to the Holistic Health Show. I'm Dr. Carl O'Helvey, your host. My first guest, Brett Larkin, teaches yoga and meditation 
at top San Francisco studios, companies like Google and Pinterest, and on her YouTube channel, where thousands of students have studied with her for over 4 million minutes. More information is available at www.brettlarkin.com. I welcome you to the Holistic Health Show, Brett, and I look forward to hearing about meditation. You've been involved in meditation, and I must congratulate you that you've had a video on meditation that has been viewed over 100,000 times. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, I got 5,000 people came to a video that I did on my experience with lung cancer. And I was excited I'd gotten 5,000. I can't imagine (laughs) getting 100,000 people. But what advice do you have for people pursuing meditation? Personally, I'd like to rather it said, what advice do you have for people getting 100,000 people to come to their uh, website? <laughs> yeah. Well, my biggest advice for those pursuing meditation is to really start small. You know, I think people, you they get excited about doing meditation, and then meditation becomes a way that they beat themselves up, right? Like, oh, I didn't do it today, or I didn't mm-hmm. sit for long enough, or, you know, they use it as a way to sort of self-abuse, and I'm guilty of this, too. So the first thing I'd recommend is just to, like, let that go. You know, I think there are a lot of traditions in yoga that teach, you know, you have to sit down at the same time every day. And and I say do that, but if you you mess up, you know, don't beat yourself up. That's Mm -hmm. rule number one, Mm because meditation isn't about getting mad at ourselves. And the second thing I'd really recommend is to focus on learning some specific breathing techniques. This is another thing people sit down and they're like, okay, I'm going to meditate. And then, of course, their mind is wandering. They don't really have anything to anchor them in. And there are a lot of breathing techniques that you can do, and I always do at the beginning of a meditation, to kind of clear your mind or even give the mind a breathing technique to focus on as opposed to just sitting there kind of wondering why is my mind not blank. Mm -hmm. So those would be two things I really recommend is to, you know, try to have structure, but don't beat yourself up if you mess up. Start with really short sitting times. You know, people are like, I'm going to meditate 20 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes is a really long time in meditation world, especially right. if you're new. Right. You know, so start with like five, five minutes. And if you miss a day, you know, that's okay. I think a lot of people also set up schedules that are too strict. You know, I'm supposed to do it every morning. And then if mm-hmm. they miss the morning, mm-hmm. they are like, okay, well, I'm off schedule. And they kind of get off the bandwagon. It's like, if you miss the morning, just do it before bed. Mm-hmm. You know, so just to have flexibility and make the practice of developing a meditation practice a way to be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. from the very beginning. Mm. So so that would be a big piece of advice, is just be kind to yourself from the beginning and use learning meditation as a way to start cultivating kindness towards yourself. I think that's something we all need to work on, Mm -hmm. myself included. (laughs) Right, right. What type of uh, meditation do you advocate? So the the type of medication I advocate is the type that was taught to me by my teacher is um, called Ishta Diksha Meditation. And Ishta stands for Integrated Science of Hatha, Tantra, and Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what it means at its most basic level, you know, because I, I think it's important not to get caught up in complex <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, concepts. At its most basic level, it means breathing through 
the Shashumna Nadi, which basically means there's an energy channel from your tailbone to the crown of your head. Mm-hmm. So basically it involves accessing that uh, energy channel, which is really just the length of your spine, and, um, and, and meditating after, you know, finding that connection. So it's a, it's a style that takes into account the, the need to meditate, but also then the need to ground in after you've meditated and kind of, um, you know, take that energy out from kind of the head or maybe the higher chakras and pulling it back down mm-hmm. so you can take it with you into your daily life. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, this, the things I do on YouTube, especially the ones that are popular, is I'll have meditations for certain certain things, right? So the, the video that's really popular, or one of the videos that's really popular, I think it's the one you're talking about, is um, it's called a meditation to mend a broken heart. So people, mm-hmm. when they're going through a breakup, you know, they really like, they like that video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also have like different themes where I try to, again, focus on certain parts of the body where I know, uh, chakras or energy, energy channels are to help with specific things, whether it's stress or anxiety or heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you advocate preparation? I know when I first started, I was with a group, and and some people bathe before, some people use music, some people chant, some people want incense, all kinds of things that people can do before. Do you advocate any of these, or do you just advocate going into the meditation? The biggest thing I'd advocate is to do some simple movements first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a video coming out soon that's like a preparation for meditation video mm-hmm. that's very easy. But just to do some stretches on the floor, really easy yoga poses like child's pose that I talked about before would be a great one before you sit down. Because mm-hmm. the hardest part to meditation is that the body's not used to sitting so still. And if we can move around and stretch a little before we come to our meditation seat, mm-hmm. we're going to have so much more success. And what's actually really interesting is that yoga as a whole exercise regime was really developed by the sages mm-hmm. in order to meditate. Like right. the only reason mm-hmm. they did yoga was to prepare mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to sit still. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we've got to move in order to be able to sit. So the biggest thing I'd advocate is just stretching and being, you know, just doing some breathing and moving in your body before you make yourself sit still. And then if people have things like candles or incense or some of those other things you mentioned, I think those are such great ideas to just give the space that you're in a sense of being a little more sacred. So like mm-hmm. anything you can do to kind of detach from, you know, daily life and sort of shift into a more internal kind of just sacred or whatever words you want to use, but just personal atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think those things are really beneficial. So yeah, like Mm -hmm. sage or scent, Mm -hmm. candles. I know I use a lot of rocks in my practice Mm -hmm. or or crystals, things Mm -hmm. like that. So Mm -hmm. I think those are also just fantastic uh, additions. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned earlier about breathing before meditation. Can you give us some ideas of types of breathing that someone could do? Yeah, so a great one is to do Kapalabhati breath, which is called Shining Skull Breath. It's a little hard to describe, but mm-hmm. I have it I have it in videos. Mm-hmm. Another really good one is the the Ishta Diksha breath, which again involves moving energy up and down the spine. It's called um, Hamsa Kriya. So that's another one that's 
that's great. And then maybe my favorite is alternate nostril breathing, where you use mm-hmm. your hands mm-hmm. to, pl- to block one nostril. Mm-hmm. And um, again, the there I have a whole course about finding the style of yoga that's right for you, and it teaches each of these breathing techniques as, as separate videos. Mm-hmm. So alternate nostril breathing is, you know, Kabbalabhati is good for some and not for others. I mean, mm-hmm. alternate nostril breathing is just something every single person right. can benefit right. from. It balances the two sides of the brain, gets you really centered and ready to meditate. Um, so, so, yeah, I'd recommend those. That's the one that Edgar Casey recommended in his Search for God material mm-hmm. was the alternate nostril breathing. That was one yeah. of them, but that was one that was pretty easy to, you know, describe and pick up and follow. And so we always did that before we meditated in the group. Mm-hmm. Also, do you advocate something like an affirmation that people focus on when their mind wanders away? Or what do you do about, about you know, because especially when you're starting, you, you're meditating and then you start thinking about something else and your mind wanders away. What do you use to bring it back? I use a mantra. I think affirmations are also great and can be powerful in the right Mm-hmm. circumstance. I think mm-hmm. I use them and maybe the broken heart meditation, but mm-hmm. as sort of a standard daily practice, I would recommend a mantra. And I think mantras are nice because they're not an English word, you know, mm-hmm. it's more of a mm-hmm. sound. So you're right. a little more disconnected from that side of the brain that's, you know, creating words and language. Mm-hmm. The one I use is mung. Uh, you can write it down as M-U-N-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was given to me by my teacher, and I'm pretty sure I use it in a meditation that's in that course, mm-hmm. and it's been very powerful and helpful for me. There's there's two or three I think I recommend, and usually you tend to just resonate with one sound, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's so great about this practice is, again, it's all about personalizing it. It's all about making it work for you, you mm-hmm. know, not the other way around, or at mm-hmm. least that's what I believe. You mm-hmm. know, There's so many tools, so it's like take the ones that work for you and personalize those. Um, rather than we all have to strictly like fit into this cookie-cutter thing. Right, right. Then, Brett, do you have some parting words before we look at your services, products, and how the listeners can reach you? No, I mean, I think my biggest message is just that, you know, especially to people who maybe tried yoga in the past and didn't have success with it or um, felt like it wasn't for them, you know, to just really get mm-hmm. curious about the other styles that are out there and really become your own advocate and almost a detective uh, to find what works for you. Because within the world of yoga, there really is something that can work for everyone. And even once you find something that works, I encourage you to continue to personalize it and really take that role of teacher on, mm-hmm. you know, to not... <laughs> Just like give that up to someone else who knows what's best for you to really become the owner of your own body and really use yoga as just a way to, you know, learn more about how you are in your body and how you breathe in your body and to just get really curious because mm-hmm. I think that's where all the magic happens. Mm-hmm. So. Great. Well, then, Brett, would you tell us about your services, products, and how the listeners can reach you? Sure. I mean, the best way for listeners to get in touch, and I'm excited uh, if anyone wants to reach out, is a couple ways. So I have a yoga channel on YouTube, which has 
so many videos, many meditations, and it's all completely free. So you can just go to youtube.com slash Brett Larkin Yoga or Google Brett Larkin Yoga, and you'll find the YouTube channel. On my website, which is brettlarkin.com, B-R-E-T-T is my first name, and then Larkin, L-A-R-K-I-N, brettlarkin.com, I have a contact button. So if anyone has additional questions, they can contact me. And I also have uh, the course that I mentioned that I sell, which is, it's called Seven Steps to a Yoga Practice You'll Love Your Whole Life. And what differentiates it from a lot of other yoga courses, which are just like yoga for beginners or whatever, it, um, it starts with the idea of you needing to find the type of yoga that's right for you. So I actually give in quick, fun, short little videos, overviews of all the different styles of yoga and why you may or may not like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I go over all the different breathing techniques. And then I, you know, give a lot of tips. Um, on how you can be your own best teacher and how you can avoid injury. So, again, I approach it less as learn this pose, learn that pose. It's more, you know, Mm -hmm. this group Mm -hmm. of poses works like this and, you know, as your own teacher, this is what you should know about them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the whole course is through that approach. And that course is also available uh, through my website if they just go to the... I think there's a button on the top. Um, look right now. But yeah, I have a little button that says shop. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. they just go there, they'll be able to, to find the course. Great. Good. So yeah. <laughs> and give us the website again. It's brettlarkin.com, B R E T T L A R K I N.com, brettlarkin.com. Great. Um, well, thank you very much, Brett. I appreciate this. It'll be interesting to, for the listeners to hear, and I in, imagine that some of them will be in touch with you. I have a lot of people from other countries, so they're less likely to be in touch. But <laughs> I also have, I have about 100,000 people a month come to my website, so, but a lot of them are from every country there is. So I think that this is something that's of interest to a lot of people. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I thank you for joining me today on the Holistic Health Show. And I hope some of the information will be useful to you. Thank you so much for listening and joining me all the way to the very end. Make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. You've downloaded my app full of free yoga classes that also has episodes of this podcast right in the app. Jump over to brettlarkin.com. Get my free 18 days of awesome yoga jumpstart if you haven't done that already. And start integrating stretching into your day-to-day routine for real. It always be stretching.com. Remember, you can tweet to send requests or questions about the show to at Larkin Yoga TV. And it would mean so much to me if you shared this podcast with a friend. 
Since you're here with me till the very, very end, I also wanted to invite you to join my private Facebook group where I talk about hacking yoga and meditation into my daily life and give you ideas on how you can do the same, sharing things that I usually just don't feel comfortable putting on YouTube or my public page. Just go to yogahackscommunity.com, all one word, yogahackscommunity, and click request access to join. Until next time, remember, always be doing yoga, always be stretching.